There's a common literary device in the ancient world of having a dinner party and uh, the guest uh, uh, is a wise teacher who then educates everyone and through, uh, there's a, usually through telling a story and there is um, a couple different things that, that happen and one is that you don't always know who the, who the host is and the host is revealed about halfway through that, that story as well. Some have suggested that, this, uh, that Luke is copying this pattern. It may or may not be, but if, if it is copying the pattern, I think there's something brilliant about it that Jesus is trying to tell us something key, which is what all these stories, these dinner um, party stories tend to have in common, that there's a common uh, theme that wraps up the whole of that person's teaching. If that's true, Jesus' teaching seems to be that when we recognize our sinfulness and the weight of our sins, we become thankful and more loving. This woman is caught in sin, and, and I do have to point out, it's, it's kind of um, interesting, isn't it? This Simon, this host, this Pharisee, knows this woman, if, and he, he thinks he knows Jesus. If this man were really a prophet, he would know who this is and what sort of person she is. What is she doing in his house? Why doesn't he kick her out? That's part of the problem. This is not a part of the convention of that literary device, by the way. Simon allows this woman to be there. And this woman is crying. I don't know about you, but I've never cried tears so much so that I could bathe somebody's feet. I certainly don't have hair long enough to wipe anyone. This woman is aware of her own sin. And, and at the same time, she knows even more who this one is than Simon does. Simon is the one who invited Jesus, but she knows, or she must know anyway, that he's able to do something for her. Simon stands judging our Lord. If he knew, if, if he were really a prophet, he would know and she, he's more than a prophet. He's somebody that can forgive me my sins. And this image of the ointment, elsewhere where it's used, it's uh, the, the re- reference, it's usually referenced in preparing for his death. That somehow she knows that his death is to bring her forgiveness. Who knows the Lord better? And Jesus tells this parable, this little parable, and again on Sunday we, we heard uh, again a parable of, of the creditor, the one who owed a great amount, uh, 10,000 talents, 20, what was it, 20,000 uh, years of wages, 200,000, sorry, 200,000 years of wages versus the one who owed 100, 100 days. Here we have, again, that image of debt. Who's going to love more? And the, the challenge, the difficulty is sometimes we think because we are forgiven, if we, uh, we might love more, but I, that isn't necessarily what this is saying. 
Yes, if we recognize our forgiveness, we might love more. But we shouldn't go out and sin. And, and uh, we, uh, as I say that, I remember Martin Luther once said, sin boldly. That isn't what we say as Catholics, that we don't have to sin boldly. You know, we sin enough without having to be consciously uh, and maliciously bold about it. But when we recognize that the Lord is forgiving us and every part of it, when we recognize every sin is an offense against God and he's willing to forgive us, we ought to be more like this woman. Again, whether we're literally crying or not, but move with compunction is the word of sadness of being moved to love the Lord because we understand how much he forgives us because his love is even greater.